Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. That's my purse! I don't know you! Do we just want to jump into this shit? Uh, totally up to you. I'm game, bro. I'm fucking game. Hold on. Let me, uh... Because I need to get this fucking audio ready. Boy, boy, boy. <clears throat> I, I, like, what What did you want to start with? You want to start with the Wiz Khalifa shit? See, the reason I thought it was going to be pre-roll, because chances are we're not going to stick to our normal level of couth. Like, there's only one thing that we don't do, and we can refrain from doing that willingly. We can. Yeah. <laughs> but but why? No, nah, fuck it. I just got off of a plane. I've been dealing with stupid people. So, yeah, I need to get this After off. watching The Pink last night and hearing what I heard on that fucking show. <laughs> oh my god. Like <clears throat> I, what I want P Valley to do, which at this point I'm almost like fuck it. I don't care what they do. Right. I want I want because season two has been exactly this. I want them to stop doing episodes by committee. Every episode has a different writer, different director. And it shows. Oh my God. Oh my God, it does. Like, <laughs> it's glaring. <laughs> like, super glaring. It's like one writer is like, every time you see like an, an elaborate. Um, homosexual sex scene yeah when you get one of those it's always the same person always when you get like the almost the the quirky flashback ish type shit where they trying to basically build a a, a foundation for the character same right. person all the time I'm just like oh and when they do the spooky supernatural shit same, same person thing. same person I'm like, bruh, y'all have got to. And I'm almost willing to. I'm almost willing to go back and take a look to see all of the writers who were involved in the episodes that are directly correlated to Diamond and uh, Keyshawn. The same, the same way we go back <laughs> and check and see who the agents are on matches. Yep. Same <laughs> shit. Same shit. It's the exact. The people, it's the exact same shit. It's the same same. The things we like usually come from the same people. The things we don't like usually come, come from, from the, the same people. people. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man, yeah, like, it, it, it feels like it feels like we haven't recorded in two weeks, and it's only been exactly seven days. Right. <laughs> this is because no, you know what it is. We ain't had the same volume of of text prep going back and forth. We also this is something this is very rare for both of us for us not to be able to go back and forth during a pay-per-view. 
this is also true. Especially a major one like this, because I we were both busy. You were out of pocket, and I was shit. We were both in the middle of no. Oh, I got to tell you about that shit. I don't. I don't even know if you want to. Uh, if you want to include that in the. Uh, and because I, I could we could, I could pre-roll that to prep us for the show and then we can go into the bullshit or we can add it for the show. Either way, it's equally as wholesome. I thought the P Valley conversation was a part of the show. Oh, well, shit. There it is. <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we was already rolling. There it is. Because uh, we didn't get we didn't get to the real shit that we loading clips up for. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm still loading clips. So and then we still got to do the wrestling shit. So let me uh, let me let me run down my. Uh, my weekend but before i do that shit man run down your you had an eventful fucking last seven days uh yes absolutely <laughs> eventful like that is like, like, yeah. like when it ends in vegas like you can't you can't shit on that nah these is facts like you can't um so okay let me preface all because i'm gonna get to some good stuff so yep. let me preface this by saying <laughs> the world is much stupider than what it was before way dumber as and evidence as as evidence by the facebook post i made over the weekend i'll i'll come back to that in a second bu- it, bubble coat man yeah it, it, that ties into the whole reason why we're we're starting the way that we are but go ahead yeah i gotta i gotta hear exactly how that came about however <clears throat> because of how the pandemic rocked um the american civilization structure as we know it and some people just finally had that light bulb go off to say fuck this i'm worth more than what i'm being paid and it left a lot of jobs open and now be due to staffing issues they don't hire they don't care about being qualified they just need a body this is a fact <laughs> this is a whole fact <laughs> you know what i'm saying and it and it it it's no more glaring and no more painful for the consumer than when you're dealing in the service industry so first of all DFW International is a shithole I mean and not because of the way it's built or constructed because it's one of the nicer airports in America but the quality of people who wear name badges in that bitch are god awful just it's just terrible. It, I don't know who is responsible in HR for for vetting or lack thereof of the personnel that's inside that airport. I definitely want to know. I got smoke for the person that's in charge of the transportation hires at the DFW airport, specifically those who drive the uh, the shuttle buses, Bruh. Um, those who drive the the buses that go to the parking lots. Um, I, hands, hands could be had, and I, and I think <laughs> yeah, like I think real. I think they know because they're at a federally protected entity yeah, that no one's going airport. to fuck with them. I have gotten into an issue in the uh, if anybody has ever been to DFW Airport, you know, there's five terminals. Mm-hmm. All of them have a maze. Like if you don't, if you're not familiar with the layout of each terminal individually because they are not the same at all 
if you're not familiar with the layout, you, something bad can happen to you or you can put yourself in a really compromising situation as it relates to uh, traffic and the safety of your vehicle and or self. That's it. Right. Very much so. It's, it's, it's video game setup type shit. Terminal C. Uh, arrivals. The short ramp going up to the terminal on the, on the higher end of the dial, like the, the I think gates nine through ones where I was at. Okay. And I'm, I'm coming around the corner and I have to double park to get bags in the car. I think I had a family member or a friend, somebody was coming in town real quick. It might, it might have been Big Brother Jake, now I think about it. And uh, the uh, so I'm, I popped I pop the uh, the, the latch on the on the back of the H, uh, the hatch of the, of the SUV and you know it rises up and then this shuttle bus is trying to make me move out of the way where I'm double parked with my four ways on so he could basically either run over me or just keep barreling through the high rate of speed because apparently he's running behind schedule when all he has to do is four lanes jump into the lane closest to you on the left and keep it moving mm-hmm. he jumps over to the lane on the left parks and starts barking at me in a unintelligible language. Mm. You know what I do? I walk <laughs> all the way around my car and I hit his passenger side rear view mirror and I push it inward. And I walk around to the driver's side of the car and I push it inward and I wave at him and I blow him a kiss and I keep it moving. Cause you ain't using these motherfuckers anyway. That's the closest thing that I can do to literally putting my fist down his jaw. Right, yeah, that's why we don't do people. <laughs> but, and, and he, he, I mean, you know, he, he got, of course he got aggravated at that, but what you gonna do? You gonna catch an assault charge because I touched your vehicle? I didn't cause any damage to it. I just made you do more work. I ain't weaving shit. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> like, no, in that, and that's like, you have to know your surroundings. In that particular situation, I ain't weaving shit. I'm finna play victim. <laughs> yeah, like, you motherfuckers get to do this shit out in the street and out in the world and online all day, every day. In this particular situation, I'm playing the victim. Just this once. And I've been watching y'all, so I know how to do it. To quote the great Shock G, the late great Shock G, in this situation, what should you do? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't weave a punch, get hit. But yeah, so that's, yeah, that, let me preface that by just saying there are not enough qualified intelligent individuals in the workforce Mm -hmm. and it's a direct result of them not being compensated properly for their level of intelligence Mm -hmm. and and it's even worse when you start looking at it and it's like performance reflects leadership because you start seeing the motherfuckers that carry the walkie talkies that don't that ain't dressed in you know air quotes uniform and you're like, oh, I see why this is like this. This motherfucker dressed like a chandelier. <laughs> Sequins and all in this bitch. <laughs> Head to toe. <laughs> hey, he out here. So speaking of Chuck Lee, see out here singing when I'm making about this bitch. I'm going to go stupid rich. Say, no, no, no cap. And this shit, this shit going to sound funny as fuck. But the, the woman that we ended up seeing that was in charge was dressed like that shit came straight out of Uncle Clifford's closet. <laughs> like like the Sunday best. Whatever whatever the Sunday best pants suit is for Uncle Clifford, that's how she was dressed. <laughs> and we didn't even have any interaction. I just happened to see how she was interacting with her, you know, her team. Lively. 
is the word. <laughs> yeah. But you ever been to you ever been to either airport and you have motherfuckers that are, are dressed in uniform standing under a sign that says assistance and none of them motherfuckers can assist you? Man. And on top of that, they have an attitude about you asking. And they may be able to understand your English and don't speak a lick of their of yours. Oh, they I could totally understand their English because all they said is I don't know. <laughs> I I thought yeah, so but get that off. But um spend some time with the family. That's that was the road trip part. Head out through East Texas, kick it real big. When you go so deep into the into the country that you no longer get cell service that's how you know you're gonna have a good time because nothing can bother you <laughs> literally boy nothing can bother you there's there's just enough of a wi-fi connection where you are to watch tv or for the tv to be on in the background you're fortunate when i go to my uh to my wife's place and, and her in her small hometown of a couple hundred people, I don't have that. And in fact, I don't even have cell signal. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm down in the valley with a girl. Wait, hold on. Just in the valley. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Down um, in the valley with no cell phone service. <laughs> when it get dark, you gonna start to get, get nervous. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Ah shit, deer. Yeah, it's deer crossing type shit. Like you, you can't. You you get on a back country road in the middle of the night, and you gotta go like thirty. Cause literally, if you if you try to if you try to speed racer that bitch, there's a good chance you gonna total out hitting a deer. Now you have no cell service, and your car, or well, your bumper is in your driver's seat. <laughs> and it's pitch black. Not to mention, trains still run on time in these towns. Street lights? Where? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you mean? Street lights. Is <laughs> is headlights or nothing, you bitch? Yeah. You better hope. You better hope somebody got a light outside their house. Is headlights or nothing, you bitch? You bitch. <laughs> Boy. So. Big kicked it, had a good time. Everybody got completely filthy. Uh, the little mini me was, you know, riding ATVs. Like that's Oof. our favorite shit in the world. Oof. We, I'm talking about, yeah, that that life. Like, Oof. yeah. All, yeah. All of my inner uh, non-city slicker is so soothed when I go in that direction. <laughs> when you're when your nighttime uh, when your nighttime uh, hygiene routine consists of a fingernail brush you know you've done some things <laughs> uh, that part like yeah yeah like walmart is the biggest thing going on and it's an event next, it's ne an next event. to your fucking hotel yeah it's an event too speaking of i got a good one for you as it relates to small towns and, and walmart so this past saturday <laughs> Uh, first, first and foremost, we're recording on Thursday, August the fourth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty-two. Amen. On uh, Saturday, 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 July thirtieth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty-two. Amen. I had the privilege and the honor to, uh, and I got to tell you about the chance meeting too, but I had to. Uh, 
I had, I had the privilege and honor to link up with one of my one of my longtime partners, the legendary Money B of the Great Digital Underground. Yo. And uh, met up with my Beast family. First time face to face meeting DJ Always. Shout out Always. And also uh, had the uh, the privilege of meeting the uh, the character, the heir to the throne, if you will, who is Young Hump. And if you get a chance to see Digital Underground in your town. It is a sight to see. Young Hump is an absolute fool. You would, you're going to get lost in the fact that Shock G is actually no longer with us because Young Hump it, it has absorbed the soul of whatever that man had had on this planet. And I'm not even bullshitting. There's a story that goes with that too. So at any at any rate, we travel to Gun Barrel City, Texas. I've I've only heard Gun Barrel City. I'm, I don't think I've ever stopped there. Let me tell you, if you've gone to Gun Barrel City, you've only gone through Gun Barrel City. It's one of the largest small towns I have ever seen in my life. And it sits on a very beautiful lake. Mm-hmm. The two hotels there mm-hmm. are the mirror polar opposite of the lake. Okay. I digress. This is See, a night. That, this that, this that, is, go ahead. That's kind of like that's kind of like where I was. Like the in the actual town, the hotel is like that's literally on some like you just put your clothes there because you know eventually you gotta try to sleep. But yeah, you just put your clothes there. If you actually want to stay somewhere where you're gonna have a, at least a moderately comfortable situation, it's like 20 miles out. Yep. Yep, the next the next biggest town would have either been Athens or Kaufman. Okay, and so for me it would have been Center, or you got to you either going to Nacogdoches or Center. Yeah, there you go. And even Center is questionable. That's it. <laughs> yes, I mean, look, if it's not McDonald's, fucking Whataburger, or what's the other one? I think it's the Little Caesars right there too. Like you fucked. So, like, like as a stickler for rules and, and the way things work in this country, right? When you are in a town where an even-numbered highway runs north and south, you know you didn't have shit else to do but but what go to sleep when you get to this town. Center is that place. At any rate, e- even number. Yep. How in this, uh, U.S. Highway 96 is supposed to run east and west. That shit You're runs north and south. You're absolutely, <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. We only, yeah, you go to center to drop your clothes off, come back to sleep. I'll double down. Outside of Laredo, U.S. Highway 83 runs east and west. <laughs> Yikes. That's some Texas shit. Anyway, we can be back up. So, we're in the hotel room, and my wife, my lovely, beautiful wife, has the audacity to fix her lips and say, Oh, let me tell you who's on the card, first of all. On the card is uh, Digital Underground, CNC Music Factory, and Tag Team. Back again. Check it directly. Let's Let's, begin. Yeah. And it's DC's birthday. That plays into this. Everything plays into something here. Um, My wife fixes her lips to say, uh, isn't the rapper from CNC Music Factory, didn't he die? What? Uh, Freedom Williams? Um... Mm. Nah, he's alive and well. 
Like, no, I think he died. What did he die? Uh, I, th- I think that's Marky Mark you talking about this, sir. <laughs> it, it is, but it's the same fucking era. It is. Like, you, same when same you, when genre of hip hop. You play two or three of them songs back to back. You can't tell who. Yeah, who. same genre hip hop. We're gonna make you sweat. Things to make you on whom, uh, and then uh, that shit. Good vibrations. Yep. <laughs> uh, at any rate, yeah. She's like, he, he died in the nineties of AIDS. I'm Yikes. like, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I think he's alive and well. And I have uh, a hilarious story about AIDS, and there's no story about AIDS that should be funny but, ever. Uh, but yeah, ever. <laughs> so. So we go to the to the venue, which is outside. It's a uh, it's a it's a field. It, we outside, mm-hmm. huge stage, like 100 by 100, 50, 50 by 100 stage, or 100 by 50 stage, however you want to you want to word it. But huge stage, uh, lots of lights, plenty of shit. The dressing rooms are fifth wheels. They're brand new fifth wheels. Hell, they're still plastic on the footrest of the of the couches. The shit's phenomenal. Like it's fifth uh, wheel reclining. Like it makes me want to get a fifth wheel. That's how dope these fifth wheels were. Okay. At any rate. It's myself, my partner Tori from the B. Shout out Tori. Uh, my wife, Money B, Young Hump, always. And this man walks in with a lo- the loudest and most egregious Harlem loud red suit possible. And when I say like egregious, I mean it looks like Paisley, but it's not. It has a bunch of different designs. I'm talking every color from like it's based on based red. There's blue. There's white. There's yellow. There's pink. There may have been some orange in this shit. Now, the science behind this suit is if you're on stage and you have the right lights, certain colors wash out or other colors on this suit, which makes the suit appear to be changing colors. It's pretty dope. We, we're we under white light. This shit's loud as fuck. <laughs> this wasn't that. <laughs> and so, he just, care of business. so he comes in and with all the vitriol and, and the strongest of Brooklyn accents, he starts on this tirade about the promoter because the promoter was supposed to have some things there and like they, they were short. Like we had all the liquor, all the soft drinks, all the water, no cups or ice. <sighs> At any rate, it's also DC from Tag Team. It's also his birthday. They're on stage performing while we're back here plotting on this damn cake. And he starts talking. This guy in his red suit starts talking. And he's just like, yo, B, like, I'm that, that fucking promoter, yo. Like, he, we asked him, like, yo, what's up with the cake? Like, where can we get a cake from? It's my man's birthday. We got to do it. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to do it for you. You know, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's up? What's up? Where, 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 where do we get a cake? He's like, well, you sound like Buster Rhymes on Boondocks. Hold on, man. <laughs> he said, well, there, well there's, a, there's a Walmart. Like, Walmart? We don't get, we don't buy cakes from fucking Walmart. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what else you got? Say, like, well, there's a Dairy Queen. Like, what the fuck you mean? Like, we supposed to get a, a cake from Dairy Queen? Like, a, like my motherfucking man is eight or something? Like, nah, nah. Wow. Y'all, y'all don't have a bakery here? Like, it's a small town. It's a small town. Y'all don't have a bakery. Y'all don't have a baker bee. Yo, oh, yeah. it's, it's like overkill, fam. Yo, but it was so funny because he was like, he was just telling, he was just recount, recounting the story. So we're listening to this from the horse's mouth, you know, as a replay. So he's super over the top because he's not in the moment. He's pissed. So then, right. he, then he dials it back, starts smiling, starts you know apologizing for you know for not introducing himself. We dap up, and I say, "Oh, freedom is to Sean. Sean, freedom Williams. 
my wife's face drops. <laughs> I thought you were dead. <laughs> she was just introduced to a dead man, sir. <laughs> a, a dead man with AIDS. Fast forward. Um, everybody's done performing. We're back in the trailer. Right. Phone rings, and it's one of Mun's, uh, one Money B's guys from LA. Okay. And uh, he's on the phone. Like he, like as soon as he answers the phone, Young Hup figures out who it is. They get, they have a conversation. It's all on speaker. It takes about ten to fifteen minutes. Mun finally gets the phone back. Uh, the reason why this dude called was because there was he was with another guy who's on another leg of the same tour. This guy mm. being Tretch of the Mighty Naughty by Nature. Okay. So in L.A. This past Saturday, at the same time we we were in Gun Barrel City, was Kid and Play, Naughty by Nature, uh, Vanilla Ice, and possibly I would think because they're all part of the same company, the same traveling circuit. Tone Loke may have been there. Okay. Tretch gets on the phone, and uh, <laughs> it's, it, mind you, he's on speaker, and I don't know if he knows he's on speaker, but there's about. Eight, eight people in this room and he says he says it's never a good thing <laughs> yeah it's never a good thing yeah B my man my man Money B like yeah man like I, I take him anywhere yo like all you need is like a booster seat fam <laughs> and That's all you it. saw was Money B crumble like <laughs> like like a wick, like the Wicked Witch of the West would have water poured on <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hilarious, fam. Good That's times, good true. times backstage, man. But uh, on the way though, <laughs> like from from like you know from the Sportatorium parking lot to Gun yes. Barrel City, as, as the as the wind flies, as the crow flies. Luckily for us, there's a Bucky, so we stopped at Bucky's because it's Bucky's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, bitch. Texas. Texas. <laughs> yeah, like there's absolutely no way to have a bad experience if Bucky's is involved. And it was a planned stop. It wasn't like it, we, we we went out of our way. Like, no, no, no. Like, we plan to stop here. Because, I mean, aren't they all? No, no, no. They're, they're strategically lined out once you get there. But a planned stop to Bucky's is not always the case. Not always. They should be, but not always the case. If I happen to know or find out that there is a there is a uh, excursion going in a certain direction, I'm going to do my research and see how I can hit a Bucky's. <laughs> so outside of this Bucky's, though, in between okay. on the back half of the trip is a two lane highway in between to the right of this highway. Uh-huh. There is a motor club. And I know that there's a motor club, probably a motorcycle club. Let me be more an MC, if you will, as evidenced by the brand new signage they have attached to a pole that goes up from the side of the highway up above the highway. So anybody driving past can see it. There are two gates that were closed inside of these gates of the oh, it was a U-turn was a horseshoe U-turn and a couple of fifth wheels a couple of double wides, a few tiny houses, a couple of other storage structures, and no vehicles. We were not, and it was 8.30 at night, we were not coming back through there after midnight. 
it was there was yeah. it was not popping. We drove 10, uh, 10 minutes out the way, twenty miles out the way, so we have we can have the comfort of four lane highway minimum on the way back, which opened up to six, which opened up to eight. But we saw two, maybe three drunk drivers swerving in a high speed chase all on the way back. It was all bad. Needless, needless to say, Gun Barrel City, thank you for your hospitality. We will never be back. So that was my Saturday, but it was fun. It was very eventful. I'm not not mad at, at all. Now tell me how this bubble coat thing happened. Go into a 7-Eleven. Okay, here we go. I go into a 7-Eleven simply to go grab something to drink. I have this really wild affinity right now for sparkling water. Grown man shit. I just... I don't care about the sugar. I don't care about the flavor of this. The essences of fruit are fine. I just love clean, bubbling water. Gotcha. I am grown beyond reason. One of the beyond one of the ones that I really, really like is this joint called Aha that's in the 7-Eleven fountains. It has watermelon essence in it. The bubbles are mad strong, like a Sprite from McDonald's. It's just... And it's in the summertime, it's just super refreshing. It makes you think you're drinking soda, but of course, there's no flavor in it. So it pacifies all the needs. You get your, you get your carbonation, you get your water. Like it's it's, it's just the move. And, and like in the vein of Topo Chico, I'll buy it. Yeah, sure. Because you can't go wrong with Topo Chico either. Yeah, these are truths. Um, I go to the counter. Except, except the tangerine. This this shit ain't it. I ain't had that. I had the, the lime. Yeah, but so the one, my, the one with lime is my go-to. Yeah. And if I just have to have it, I take the original. But lime is my go-to. Well, there was a shortage on lime in the state of Texas not that long ago. Like you couldn't find it; wasn't anywhere on anybody's shelves. And when it would hit the shelves, it would disappear. So in the in the midst of me out looking for it, I stumbled upon tangerine, which I had never had before. Mistake. Yeah, it, it didn't pan out. It didn't. Yeah, didn't materialize. Had a very uh, menacing taste. It wasn't like... Oh, uh, no. Yeah, it was like cough syrup and not the good kind. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, not yeah, not the stuff Future talks about. <laughs> None of that. Like, None of that. no. Like, yeah. This is, yeah, this is like orange Dimatap. Like, what the fuck did you give me? But, yeah, that's, it's no bueno. But... Continuing on on our uh, our travels abroad and updating, you know, our, our uh, broken pencil family with a little bit of non wrestling content before we get out here and get active. Well, tons of it because we're forty minutes in and like you feel me? <laughs> we ain't talk. Like, we we talked nan wrestling. We had a pretty. Uh, we had a, a strong wrestling weekend. Feels like we might have to slice this bitch and like put <laughs> put the travel shit at the end. But okay. Go to Vegas, me and the missus. We we celebrating. This is a late anniversary celebration. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Before you before you go to Vegas, let me finish with the bubble coat. Yes, tell this bubble coat. <laughs> so I get I get to the counter, and and uh, I I pull out my wallet, and I'm making sure I have all my cards. And I and there was one card that looks the exact same as another card, and so I pull it out to make sure it was it wasn't that I, I didn't have an old card in there. So I was like, okay, cool. And so before I could even reach into my pocket and grab this $5 bill, which wasn't in my wallet because it was just loose, my man says, oh, tap to pay? You're going to use tap to pay? You like that? Yeah. Um, you, uh, you, you do know there's risk involved with tap to pay. 
I'm sorry, what was that? There's risk involved with tap to pay. <laughs> Elaborate. You know, you know, you know. There's like it's a security risk that are involved with you know with breaches with tap with when you use tap to pay. Like man, because are, you love to entertain people in their bullshit. I was like, I was like, there are risks with walking into a convenience store to go to work. There are risks wearing a coat in 100 degree heat. There are risks of waking up in the morning and breathing the fresh air outside your door. There are risks with driving a car. There are risks with flying a plane. Man, shut up and just count my change. That's tough. Like, do you really consider yourself smart enough to, to just, you know, make these breakthrough-ass uh, analysis points? I shouldn't be sounding like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. behind the, the, the business end of a conversation related to a payment method that is irrelevant to the conversation or the situation. And all I wanted was some fucking sparkling water. Anyway, you go to Vegas anniversary weekend, run it. Yeah. So <laughs> me and the missus, um, we have, uh, it is a pretty, pretty interesting situation. Um, we get to where we're going and you know or i told you about the just the the lack of astuteness of the staff people around there that are supposed to be you know providing some sort of assistance and have you know no rhyme or reason to try to produce that so then <clears throat> you ever been to an airline or flown on an airline different than what you would normally fly on or mm -hmm. you kind of took a chance on one. Yeah. And you, you paid for a check bag. You bought your seats. You think you, you know, you really think you're adulting. You've, you've done some shit pretty cool. Which, which one was the Vic this time? Uh, Sun Country. Hmm. Right. Okay. Now, I am in like, I'm in the passenger seat for this. Like the whole, the whole planning process. I'm in the passenger seat. This is this basically this is Ferris Bueller's day off. So now, mind you, we, <laughs> me and the missus, we have this thing where we will we like to cheat death as far as time is concerned. Not the most punctual when we doing shit. It just it it depends. Like there are varying it's too, it's too levels. Easy. It's too easy. Go ahead though. Yeah, not the most punctual. However. We gave ourselves, you know, certainly more of a window than we've ever, you know, we, we've had close calls to where, like, they had to hold the plane because we were, people were, we were flying deep, so they had enough influence to kind of hold everything up so we could get through. Nowhere near that as far as um, travel time. But get to the airport, get to the check-in desk, and it is closed. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, there, there's no one there, no sign of anyone there. It's closed, and they don't reopen until two hours before the next flight. I've never heard of some what shit. Is, what like is this? this? Wings? 
I had right. one of those experiences too, but go ahead. <laughs> right. So then, okay, we look, looking around, asking around, getting no help. So we say, fuck it. We're just going to go through security. We'll handle it when we get ready to board. Here we go. Security line is it's thick, but it ain't like impossible thick. But there's only one person scanning IDs. And, and being very, very laissez-faire about the whole thing. I'm like, okay, I see how this might get ugly, but we good. We moving around. We doing something. It's another couple that's on the same flight that we're on, and they did the they did the the skip line with TSA, and they didn't get through security very much ahead of us. But we've checked bags, and I have my keys. We have uh, keys in my wife's purse goes through and it, they stop look at it and for whatever reason it goes over to the this needs to be checked we're like fuck you put you 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 making everything a lot tighter than it needs to be so there's a guy there's a guy who is getting his luggage reviewed that is in front of us this individual is not a resident of these United States I will not get into nationality but it's not from here or if he is from here wasn't born here <laughs> him and and, and the, the TSA agent who's also taking sweet ass time like just it was very golden girlish vibe about all of this shit it's almost like Estelle Getty was working the counter oh, no. type thing. <laughs> and <laughs> she's going through this guy's bag and pulls out two of the largest bottles of a vino I have ever fucking seen. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. Like, she pulled two-fifths of crown out this motherfucker's bag, but it was... A vino. Lotion. A vino. And I'm like... See, and that's what told me, like, not from here. You done found some shit that really works and you trying to take some home. But of course, there's a air quotes language barrier, which really ain't a language barrier. And she's explaining to him he needs to check the you need to, you need to get a bag and check this because we can't let you through with this. And he's kind of trying to What's the word I'm looking for? Um he trying to soft shoe his way into just getting the clearance to go. You figure like if you pretend like you don't know for long enough, they'll just say, hey, it's okay. Just take it. Finesse even. There. Trying to soft shoe and finesse. <laughs> it's not working. And we stayed behind him like, if, if you don't get your motherfucking ass out the way so we can get to this flight. Well, long story short, nobody moved any faster. End up getting my wife's bag. They find out his keys and he's like, okay, go ahead. So now we're on a mad dash to get to the get to the gate for a flight that ain't there anymore. Done. It's no longer with us. <laughs> Out of there. So of course I'm already not the greatest people person when I'm irritated. I'm not unless unless someone has prepped me to who you are, I may not be the greatest people person and I'm not irritated. I don't really like people. But I mean, you know, you guys know, you listen, 
<laughs> but um, so they're trying to trying to figure out you know what we can do, how we can swap the flight around. Da, 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 da. Of course, customer service. People at the front desk, the check-in count, the well, not the check-in counter, but the uh, boarding counter of the airline can't pull up a list of more flights. You don't know when the next flight from your airline is going out to, to Las Vegas? <laughs> Again, a lot of motherfuckers going to be replaced by computers shortly. I just really hope it ain't the people behind the windshield holding the joysticks. Oh, my God. Yes. So we just we basically get oh we'll call customer service and see what they can do. I'm like, you know, then why are you on the clock? If this if this flight had just left, you don't have access to inter- inform- information about other flights and you really can't do anything other than refer someone to customer service. Like, why are you on the clock? Shouldn't you go home? You don't have anything to do. Neither here nor there. <laughs> of course, cu- of course, customer service is like it's a it's a it's a hella long hold, and there's not much in the way of explanation. And the the options they gave us for fucking fixing it was like unacceptable. Like one of them was like, well, you can fly to Minneapolis, do a six hour layover, and then fly from there to Vegas. Like man, what? <laughs> and no, but then the other one was to fly out Thursday. Mind you, this is Monday. Monday. They wanted us to fly out now while we're doing this. Like, bitch, that's the day we supposed to come back. The hell you mean fly? So obviously. So I have to get my grown up on. And I say, fuck this. We're not finna be stranded. We're not leaving the airport. We're not finna wait no wait for anybody else to fix this. I'm finna drop out. So, um, and I know this airline has kind of had its issues with dealing with people. We didn't have any issues. So, I guess a, a half-ass shout-out to American Airlines. <laughs> wait, hold on. A half-ass shout-out? Let's see here. Yeah. Yeah, no applause. <laughs> uh, the bell might be too much. We, well, where's I, the, I, where's I, the drums? Just, just, doom, a, doom. just, just a tap, man. Here's this. Wait, hold on. Just let no, that. It's, it's too much. <laughs> too much. And then I'll double down and get you. Let's see here. I need a drum roll with the snare. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what they. That's what they earned. And a <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> straight like that so um yeah that um had uh oh where'd you go swap yeah so obviously money i hadn't planned on spending but you know what's your other option your other option is to be like okay what a fucking trip's ruined and start calling and canceling shit cancel this room, cancel this show, get refunded for these tickets, and it's like, nah, fuck that, we're not doing that. Maybe maybe in my 20s, when, when my credit line wasn't as strong. But, you didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, let that be a shout out to everybody who, who's listening to the show in their in their 20s. Like, protect your credit, protect your neck. 
<laughs> Wu Tang. <But>, Wu Tang. <laughs> so buy another flight. The only the um, the earliest flight out is like eight eight something. So basically, I'm gonna be we're gonna be in the airport for like an additional five hours or so. So I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, you know, grab a meal, start streaming raw. It's like. I, so the majority of Raw I watched in the airport waiting on the flight. Shouts out to Uncle Trips for, for Monday Night Raw, man. Like, man, yeah. say. <laughs> like you, you, you can't. Di- you, Obadiah is out here taking Stark Industries to back to prominence. You cannot, you cannot open up the floodgates of creative genius all at one fell swoop. But before we start talking about Raw, let's say this: SummerSlam. Oh my God, SummerSlam. Like, there's budget, and there's the shit that they pulled on Saturday. <laughs> Man, I don't understand why they turned SummerSlam into a mini WrestleMania, but it's it's now number two. If it wasn't before, it is definitely now number two on the calendar for events. It's definitely higher than Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is just... Wait a minute. I'm not so ready to do that. For dollars? For for dollars? Like that, oh, for dollars. Yes. I, I fuck fuck they dollars. I want my entertainment value. I don't give a damn. Oh about no, they no, no. But they they tried. They went outside for this one. Um, we we got we got we we had fun. When's the last time we had fun at SummerSlam? Like I don't I don't. Sixteen maybe. What the first one in Barclays? That was yeah. That's probably it. Because yeah, it's got to be one from Barclays. So, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. I don't care for Logan Paul as a human being. He's a piece of shit. But let me I, tell you something. I've, I've never looked at enough stuff he's done to to know whether I need to feel like he's a piece of shit. You, you know, one you, story I did. One story I did hear was like, nah, that's some fuck shit. That's enough. <laughs> that that one's enough. Yeah, by itself, that's enough. His performance at SummerSlam. The the air he got on the frost. He, Montez Ford probably saw the air on he got on that frost splash and was like, <laughs> there. Pat McAfee, national treasure, protect them at all costs. Pat McAfee, man, just. And then, I have my reasons for this. I'm going to say that the last man standing match is the best last man standing match we have ever seen for a number of reasons. Those would argue with me over the fact that there were too many people involved. I disagree with that. If you have a last man standing match, number one rule is that there are no rules. Number two rule is the person who wins the match is the person who cannot, uh, who has renders his opponent, his opponent to the point that they cannot answer a 10 count on their feet. And what we got was three and a half run-ins and almost cash in a fucking tractor. And for the first time that I ever remember, a show's announced team had their life threatened by a, by a ring that was pushed back by a tractor. Meanwhile, there is a whole front row on one side, on uh, across from the hard side of the camera, 
that could not see the end of the main event because the ring was elevated above their eye line. Fam, the levels of <laughs> bullshit that were in yeah. Roman Reigns was put into a front loader, dumped into the ring. The ring was lifted up and Roman Reigns and the referee were rolled out of the ring as if they were toys, as if they were marbles on a ramp. The levels of bullshit that happened in that match we will never see again. On top of all that, there was zero blood. Fam. Fam. Listen. This is also your daily acknowledgement of the tribal chief, the head of the table, and the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Damn Reigns. Whole lot of fucking game shit. Come on, man. My only disappointing thing that I saw in that was uh, Seth Rollins not having an actual opponent after Triple H saying something like, I hear you on Twitter. Outside of that, <sighs> outside of that squad, what, what's your, what are your takeaways for, uh, for uh, SummerSlam? Once I finally got to watch it, I was like, um, the Lesnar Reigns match is probably the best of their series. Like 31 tells an incredible story, but I mean, WrestleMania 31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not match 31. They've had 76. I don't remember match 31. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't even know if SummerSlam 2018. Okay, I take that. Yeah, 2018 is the last one that was up, really up there. But um, I don't even think the 2018 SummerSlam match was this good. Again, it told a story. There was psychology going on. You have the Usos who you knew, you figured were going to get involved. You have uh, theories looming cash in. You have what the fuck is Lesnar going to do? And how do you continue to keep Reign strong? Because I, again, there's no situation I see anytime soon where you're going to put Roman Reigns in a one-on-one -on -one match and beat him for the championship. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make financial sense. It doesn't make creative sense. It just doesn't make sense. I it just don't. But um, that match I enjoyed. Um, Street Profits and the Usos. I feel like they had a better match last pay per view. Like they had a fucking banger on the last pay per view in the rematch. I think the everyone's expectations were so super high. And it felt like by the end of that match was more about setting up a Montez Ford turn than about having that match be great. Yeah. Other yep. than being in Nashville, Jeff Jarrett made no fucking sense. <sighs> None. Putting I, your hands on wrestlers, and but the shit doesn't escalate. Like, putting your hands on wrestlers in the beginning makes no sense unless you're going to do it again at the end, and that plays into the finish. Mm, mm, but mm. I will say this. Drew McIntyre, welcome back. Now, if we can find find where to hide monkey-ass sword, we might be back to where we was a, little, a while ago. But... You can tell from the, you can tell from the 
delivery of the promo, the content of the promo, the way he interacted with the crowd. Um, you could tell this wasn't the same goofy ass content and, and scripting he was given before to try to get over. This was more like this is actual Drew Galloway. Yeah. Like Drew Galloway showed up to play the part of Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yep. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was happy to see that. Is because it's the little things that let you know things are different. It's it's not gonna Okay, you're not gonna tune into Raw next Monday and see a complete set change. They're not gonna alter the colors of Raw. It's it's not gonna be this big shocking They're not gonna wipe the hard drive. Basically, you're not you're not going to see a bunch of new signees. Although we did see a returning Bailey, a returning um, uh, Dakota Kai, and a returning Eo Sky, formerly Eo Shirai. And Dakota Kai, the first thing I said was, "Is she even under contract?" And they let it be known that she wasn't even signed to WWE. I'm sure at this point that's kayfabe, but. Corey Graves announced it in that voice. So that's, to me, suspension of, sus- suspension of disbelief. You're bringing it back home. Go ahead, though. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was far. The Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch match was cool. Oh, man. Be- great. That was. Hate, hate that Becky got hurt. That is not, And I knew something was off. I just, I hate seeing that picture. And I, I've, I've teased for weeks on end calling her Methy Lynch. And you know, my goodness. I, you know, here, here's the here's the that when you want the, the go away heat. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, when you when you want the go away. Here's the thing. And you end up getting it in the wrong way. Like this is gonna she's gonna have the same reaction when she comes back as she did last year at SummerSlam. The irony is she came back at SummerSlam last year. She left at SummerSlam this year. That's Factual. crazy. That's crazy. So, so now, are we gonna start getting like massive returns every year at SummerSlam? Because we got Bailey, which long awaited, long overdue. I'm cool with it. Uh, did not realize that this new faction, which has been named Control, was actually pitched to Vincent Kennedy before, like long before, long before Dakota Kai ever got released and whatever else was going on. Like this had been pitched before. Obviously, this is one of those things that's gonna take some time to get used to because it doesn't look like it doesn't look like an organic faction. Right. Like you don't you don't have the reason. Like they don't have the either the one common enemy or like you don't even know these people are friends before now. Cause you don't hear Eoshira speak ever. Dakota Kai has always been booked like she doesn't have friends. Cause the last one she had, she fucked over real good. <laughs> Boy, Bailey's Bailey's one of the four horsewomen, and the horsewomen don't all fuck with each other anymore. Boy, like that was—is that even a thing? I mean, shit. Both there are two of them in the ring looking at each other for, uh, Saturday night. You know what I'm saying like, but I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether real li- whether air quotes real life or you know, it's still real to me. Damn it, <laughs> that part still real to me. Damn it, but. They don't all fuck with each other, so we'll we'll probably never see that. But um, it was cool for them to be back. It was um, that that was a cool moment. Becky Lynch. I like the fact that Becky Lynch was able to come full circle out of big time Bex and walk her way back into the man. That was masterfully done. Yes, I totally agreed on that. 
shit made sense. And that's all, most of the time, that's all I want is for shit to make sense. Like we we got rid of, and it, it, it's all in, all in perfect timing. Like you can't keep, you can't keep going against the grain for the wrong type of reaction. Um, it, it only goes so long before the reactions run out. And I guess, you know, Triple H being a man of being able to gauge and, and read the room, I, I guess he figured it was time. Especially since we didn't get Naomi and or Sasha Banks back in enough time, Bianca had no allies and left her with no choice. I, I, th I think it was the right thing to do. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with what we're doing right now. Um, because in, in a weird way, you have completely walked yourself into a resurgence in women's wrestling. Because what we think is going to happen, which, you know, maybe, maybe not. But what we think is going to happen is that you're going to see Becky Lynch go away. She's just separated shoulder. Hopefully she's not gone long because she cut a hell of a promo on Monday to, to recenter herself in the man character. So I'm good to see, you know, see what's popping with that. And perfect timing um, as the man Ric Flair had his last match on Sunday. Go ahead. Ding, ding. Then, um, <laughs> I didn't want to ding the it. Scuttle, the, the scuttle, but, huh? I said, I didn't even want to ding it because I really didn't want to. Say it again? I said, I, I didn't even want to ding it because I didn't want to. I don't really. Ha, ha, ha. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he got me. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So, <laughs> bing, bing bong. I hate you, man. <laughs> bing, bing bong. <laughs> You know go big bang. You know go big bang. Big bang, big bang. But uh, big bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so god. So the scuttlebutt we've been hearing it through these different stories that's circulating the net, which you know you take with a grain of salt. But apparently there there are negotiations to bring back Sasha Banks and Naomi. So if the champion is now positioned against a trio of women. And she has no air quotes backup. That's a perfect way to just walk them right back in the door and resume business. And let's keep it real. Because it's Uncle Trips, what's the over under? Over under 60% chance he just gives them the title, the tag team titles back, and they just act like the stripping of the titles never happened. Uh, I'm probably going to side with over 60% and say that they will ceremoniously address the situation without naming names. I just think Triple H is he's overdue for this type of camera activity because he didn't really have it in NXT. You just knew what his power was. Now, he wants to give the people what... Like, this triple... Paul Levesque is what's best for business, number one. Number one. Hit, no, hit the bell for that. Number two, I've always said there was something about him that I did not care for as a performer. But after his touring quad, I looked back at his at his uh, overall body of work and was like, 
you know, he's worthy of that conversation. You know the conversation I'm talking about. It's the same one we have about rappers. He's worthy of that conversation. Okay. And this, the fact that in the most tumultuous time in the company's history, not only is he back and not only can he not perform, but he should be an on-screen character simply off of the fact of why he's backstage now. And it's his calling. It's is what he's been doing. It's what he's been grooming himself for over at NXT. This is what he this is what he turned NXT into for is so that he that that those people would have a chance to become internationally known household names on the Raw and SmackDown rosters. He turned NXT into a third brand, not into the uh, the the farm league. He turned it into from the farm league into a third brand. And for mm-hmm. a long time, that black and gold got way more burn than the red or the blue combined. Every pay-per-view weekend. It was, um, you can go back from 2014 when the network launched up to and including 2021 when it became the Skittle. And every pay-per-view, even if you didn't care for the card on paper or didn't know the story, was indeed can't miss TV. How many times have we missed a uh, a pay-per-view, went back and watched it in totality a day later just to talk about it? Factual. That used to be a regular occurrence. Like, I, don't care, I don't care which one of the big five it was. Like if If there was a takeover the same weekend, you were going to have to beat that takeover because they were finna show up with a five six match card and like no skips <laughs> they drop an ep every takeover no skips no skips none and now those eps are five star classics you can you can compare those to the albums of their big brothers nah <laughs> nah not happening at any rate, um, what can we expect from this? Because there's ob- it's an obvious shift in the dynamic of the organization, but it's not like it's not like it was a sudden, swift motion. They're walking the dog. They're stretching this out as they should. And there's also rumors. I hate to say that. But there's also rumors of the black and gold coming back. Now, if if this is true, I will return to active duty as a watcher. If we go back to black and gold status, I will resume my fandom of NXT, but not before. I don't give a damn if you tell me, oh, but it's better now. Fuck you. I don't want to watch Nickelodeon unless I want to watch Nickelodeon. It ain't, and not for nothing. Like, please pardon my pardon my ignorance on this, and I say that uh, I say that very kindly uh, towards self, with the utmost of humility. We don't know you, Skittles. We know Brian Breaker. Right. We know Carmelo Hayes. There's a few others that we know, but. The people that are at the forefront outside of the title <laughs> holder, like we don't know you. The difference was Trips made everybody a household name. 
even Cameron Grimes mm-hmm. to the moon. And he, people don't even remember his his all his other ego from the independent scene. They know Cameron Grimes though. Nah, he ain't grimy. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't really grimy, man. So anyway, so funny. so what so what do we what do we see? Um, I do see that under under you know the the reign of Uncle Trips, um, longer promos are being cut, and those longer promos do not seem to be as scripted. The dialogue, and if it, if they are scripted, the dialogue is very different. There's more of a a mature vibe around the the dialogue. Um, there's a lot more wrestling. Yes. Like there's a, and I know we've talked about it before. People who are on the internet, they've read it about a three-hour broadcast, but how much actual in-ring performing is going on? Off the rip, that number went way up. If I'm not mistaken, like, SmackDown Go Home Show had 49 minutes of actual wrestling, which was the highest amount of wrestling total action on SmackDown this entire year. That's far. I also, if, if I'm not mistaken, I want to, I want to say, uh, let me see this real quick. I want, and I might be wrong. I'm gonna do my numbers. But I believe Monday Night Raw was the highest rated Monday Night Raw they've had in a couple of years. Actually, you are correct. Uh, they they jumped about in the gutters like the the highest rated since sometime in 2020. Damn! See, look at me outside, ended up in this bitch uh, simultaneously. Now, now, you, <laughs> now you got that one off. You did your thing. Um, yeah, it's just I won't say that everything is light years better and we fixed everything all in one episode, but you can see the progress. It's the little things. The, the little things that to us had become so major that we got disengaged with the product, they were starting to flip those things over. Not only did you have more wrestling, you had matches that fucking mattered. Boy, two, two, uh, what were, were, were they, uh, three ways? Uh, I think it was a three-way and then a singles match, if I'm not mistaken for me reading it, because I, I, I don't know if I caught the second match at any rate you had matches that mattered for a title that had got fallen by the wayside so bobby lashley as in, as your well let me let me put this out here your winner wwe united states champion is uh showing himself to be, uh, to be a fighting champion as they're lining up multiple challenges for him right after SummerSlam. So, peep, the one thing about that that I was like, mm, not so much, is the way they tried to, okay, the, the the lineage of the United States title. The wrestling part of it, love it. The ultra-Americanism, patriotism type vibe they put on it, eh, that, it didn't play well. It didn't play well with me, especially because... You just spent like eight weeks of television building up a a military veteran to then immediately turn her heel. Like you you took a <laughs> you took a military veteran, built them up as a sympathy case. This shit didn't work when they debuted his face. So then you pivot and try to make this person a heel. She was a heel to begin with. 
She was a heel from the jump. You should have just stuck with what worked. The Southern Belle gimmick wasn't terrible. She can pull it off. The Ric Flair shit was. Yeah, now that was god awful, but that's neither here nor there. Pre pre pregnancy saying, was the best thing to happen to that angle. Boy, <laughs> a pregnancy angle was ended by a real pregnancy. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> Two out of three falls my ass. It's over with. But you turn around and you're going to put Bobby Lashley in a similar situation because you've gone, you've played up the, the patriotic aspect of the United States Championship. And you have Bobby Lashley, who is a veteran uh, with hands. Please don't fight Mike, though. Don't do that. Nah, we don't. We don't need that for either of you. Either of you. You ain't got shit to prove to me, famo. Like you're you're over six feet tall. Mike Mike is what five seven five eight with the shortest, the shortest most powerful uppercut in the history of the, of the sport. I think it's more like five nine five ten. Like Either the, way, the on, shortest bro. most powerful uppercut in the entire business, in the history of the business. Like Jonathan Gresham's five 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 six, right? He 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 came out speaking about that too. They had him build at one sixty at his height. He was two hundred and currently is around one eighty. So he talks to people that let people know that it's okay to be the size that he is. But that's that's another story. But that's yeah. Again, anyway, go ahead though. Yeah, you know there because like you don't sound physically imposing when you say one eighty. You say one eighty, you think of a fucking high school kid. <laughs> like one eighty is a big high school kid. You're a grown ass man. I was, I, I was six. I was six one one seventy five when I graduated high school. <laughs> hit the bell for me. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Shit, that's you mean, bro? That's close I, to that. I've been outside, famo. Uh, I've been up, outside. End up in this bitch simultaneously. Simultaneously, but um, I didn't. I didn't care for that as much. But Lashley got to cut a promo, and it wasn't like screaming, angry. I'm gonna, you know, break this building down brick by brick type thing. But it wasn't like the Fraser Crane Beast from X Men cartoon stuff that Keith Lee does. Is it me? Or did it seem like the promos that were cut on Monday, even the whole Seth Rollins, uh, Mike, uh, Matt Riddle thing from Sunday, didn't didn't it seem like this was a live promo class? Like go out there and do your thing. I didn't get the kind feeling. Of, it I was kind of like, hey, go out. Basically, a litmus test. Hey, go out here, cut your promos. Let me hear what you got going on. If you've been and here, yeah, if, if, you, if you've been here for a couple years, go out, go out there and get active. Let's see what yeah, you got. Go get active. We want to see where you are. So go out here, cut your promo. We'll figure it out. So if it's good, we'll keep going with it. If it's not, we'll figure out how to fix it. I was happy with that because Becky Lynch hit a home run. Let's keep it G. Um, oh man, Lashley hit at least you know a, a ground rule double. I'm not mad that he he swung for the fences, but he he made it to to a couple. I'll give him that. No, I wasn't even gonna say he swung for the fences, just because on the heels of that video package, it was like, what can you really do other than be personable? So he he cut. You know who I thought of, literally when he was talking, but I've never seen this person cut a promo like that. Who that? Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pitt. <laughs> something told me you were going to say that. And I hate it because he, they, at this stage, they kind of resemble each other. 
I mean, <laughs> I didn't make I didn't make it up. I didn't lie. <laughs> I did not oh, lie. Oh man, you right. You 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 was right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just 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 bear with me. You know, I I, I might I'm gonna give you something, bro. Don't don't worry about it. Just a little taste. Just a little ski taste. Just a little ski taste. Oh man. But, um, yeah, like just the different things from wrong. You can tell things are different, and since you can tell things are different, it makes you feel like okay, well, let's go back, let's see what's going on. So obviously, because everyone knows Vince retired, they wanted to see how much different Raw would be. I think personally, they were given enough to come back next week. Doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna become a full-time fan again, but it does absolutely mean that you gave them enough of an improvement for them to come back and say, I want to see it again. And what's crazy is, even though the brand split is all but over, SmackDown still has a separated feel to it, and I actually can't wait to watch it tomorrow, or tonight as you're listening to this. Let me, uh, oh, oh, before, <laughs> before we get away from WWE, two things. Number one, let, let's, let me give you something that uh, just hit the, uh, the, news, the news rounds this morning. WWE NIL's first signee, AJ Ferrari, has been charged with one count of sexual battery, according to the Oklahoma newspaper. Payne County Sheriff's Office in Oklahoma, which is where Stillwater is, Oklahoma State University, and this is according to Mike Johnson, the PW Insider, lists AJ Ferrari as having bonded out of their jail within the last 24 hours. He was dismissed from Oklahoma State's wrestling team after they became aware of the sexual assault allegation against him. His mm. Ferrari's attorney stated, quote, the allegations against AJ are false. It is unfortunate that a student athlete can become a target primarily because of their, uh, their status as an elite athlete. AJ is cooperating with law enforcement and is confident the truth will come out. He appreciated his time in Oklahoma State, but he and the university mutually agreed that, change was, that a change was appropriate. Whoa. Uh, and then also last January or back in January, he was um, he was involved in a car accident as <laughs> let me just read this report. According to the Oklahoma Highway Patrol, Ferrari was driving a 2019 Dodge Durango with Rodriguez as his passenger on Highway 33 near Perkins, Oklahoma. That is a very dangerous stretch of two lane highway very dangerous rolling hills old it is very very old very very dangerous now i'm probably sure that they probably done some upgrades to it over the over the years but it's so loosely traveled it is still very dangerous at any rate um about 8 p.m when he attempted to pass three vehicles while creating uh while cresting a hill ferrari's suv hit an oncoming driver then left the roadway to the left and overturned several times before coming to a rest in the ditch. The cause of the collision was listed as, quote, passing in a no-passing zone. And so in 2000, uh, 2020, he was uh, the WWE's first NIL signee, as I stated before. Freestyle uh, wrestling, bronze medalist in the Cadet World, Ch World Championships and was also the uh, 2020 U.S. Junior National Champion. As of right now, 
his WWE NIL deal is still intact, but I anticipate that being that status changing in the very near future. On the flip side, back to the uh, I, I guess it was still in WWE, but I can't call this a roster move. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has preemptively had one of the greatest slash worst t-shirts in the history of merchandise being sold on WWE shop and it says billion dollar asshole and of course Mm -hmm. the two S's and asshole are dollar signs for the 99 and the 2000 that is that's that's pretty uh that's that, that's pretty phenomenal to, to to do that in this time i i don't i don't know what to say man <laughs> like bro could you pick a worse situation to put yourself in like how do you not pull that shirt well, I clicked the link that you sent me. Mm-hmm. It's not here. Because that bitch probably sold out. This, that, that part. And when it comes back. Price just went up. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a that's a $120 t-shirt right now. If you try to go to eBay and try to find that shirt. Uh, You know what? That's, that's, that's an activity I'm down for. Let's see here eBay Vince McMahon billion dollar asshole the $100 Vince McMahon tee oh wait that was it that was two months ago this oh wow 250 this was in April we must have we must have missed this one yeah, it's it, the shirt is a WrestleMania release. Like that shirt was made for WrestleMania. It just aged poorly. Oh, that was a no chance. That was the no chance uh billion dollar shirt. The no chance in Vegas shirt it was worth a billion. Uh let me keep looking here. T-shirt and hoodie.com has it. Let's see. 22.99 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't see it on WWE shop anymore. Um I don't even see anything higher than that twenty that twenty-four dollar price point. I'm uh apparently this may have come from John Oliver. <laughs> oh man, oh well. Yo, here's uh here's some news that you can use. We uh, a couple of weeks ago on episode um was it was it once yeah, it was 177. Shouts out to Mega Rand, shouts out to Emily MC. Uh on 177, we were talking about the creative direction of AEW and the lack thereof as it relates to the Jonathan Gresham story. From if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode 177 available on all streaming platforms. Um Apparently, AEW has made some changes to its talent relations and its coaching side as they have enlisted Madison Rain 
to help with the women's division as they've also trademarked all elite women which i think is phenomenal um and it all but begs that there's going to be an all women's pay-per-view on aew it's not like they don't have enough talent to pull it off but they need to get ready for that that's all i'm saying um sanjay duck qt marshall pat buck and tony Schiavone. um will now be under the expanded talent relations team and Madison Rain is joining as the women's coach or coach of the women's division I so, where they got this idea from <laughs> somebody's listening it's amazing a week ago we're talking about the fact that Jonathan Gresham left for a number of different reasons but one of them was the fact that we, we deduced that there was no talent relations for the talent on that side of the fence and less than a week later an announcement comes out that here here's your talent relations division coincidence not when it keeps happening over and over and over again it doesn't matter where you are the business is still the same we here for you still the same suave yo phenomenal fee soon to be a phenomenal fee. We will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. We serve healthy helpings. Randy B. <laughs> so healthy helpings. Healthy helpings around this bit. <laughs> we be eating Jeez. food up around this bit. <laughs> Y'all be hungry no more. We be around this bit. <laughs> Yo, I was... <laughs> Is there anything else we're missing before we go into the main event of the evening? Um, let let me let me double check, cause if it ain't jumping off the page right now, especially I'm fre- fresh off a flight, I'm not thinking about any <laughs> of these motherfucking yahoos. Well, that, that I'm glad because that 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 uh, grumpiness that you have, that jet lag that you have, is about to come into full play. The uh. Right. That's what we've been saving all this for. The, um... The, oh, it, it, you hear this shit with uh, MJF? Apparently, like, this shoot has turned back into a work. I love it. Isn't he... Like, so, <laughs> I, I saw something that he was shooting something about uh, with, with the Impractical Jokers. And, and, oh, oh, oh. I've I've been in the most random of places. I've been seeing AEW posters around the office place, sir. Word? Yeah, the most random of places. Like, so that like, would mean like unoccupied, unoccupied floors that I use for uh, for peace and quiet. Uh huh. That and these things weren't there weeks ago. Hmm. And yes, Max's face. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm saying too much. Yeah, but yeah, but Max is. Um, <laughs> yeah, Max. But um, apparently, from rumors and reports, the contract situation has been resolved, and now it's basically turned back from a shoot to, into a work. Which I'm like, we all knew Max was gonna get paid. He just by who? Mm-hmm. We knew how this was gonna end. Mm-hmm. This story ends with Max getting a check cut. It's either gonna be from you. 
or it's gonna be from the Levesque. <laughs> but it's I'm going. Just, but there's a check, and there's ink, and there's a signer, and there's a signee. Right, there is a check coming. The the signee. I'm oh, sorry. The sign the signor should I say of said check is uh that, that that that's a random. That's an X factor. The signee doesn't change. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a beautiful life. <laughs> I just I I'm I'm glad that this is getting worked out. <laughs> it works simply because like we need the entertainment value. Because when you don't have your CM Punks and you don't have your MJFs and you don't let Dan, Dan <laughs> Brian, Brian Danielson do the things that he's really good at, the show is not as good. I don't care who, I don't care how you say it. I don't care what reasoning you say. I don't care if you tell me about long-term, long-term storytelling. Cause if you use that phrase with me, I know you're a jackass. Um, it just ain't good. Like it is not as good when you don't have those real wrestling personalities to offset the silly shit. <laughs> All of the silly, carny, indie, stupid shit from the people that we can barely tolerate to look at, let alone watch a match involving, you need that serious... The jackass spitters. All of them, and I, and, and, the, uh, and the Block Control Express. They're all in one car. Just doing <laughs> a bunch of stupid... You chasing a dragon. A Hyundai Elantra at that. Boy. But, yeah, you need that serious element to offset the bullshit. And when you don't have it, the show suffers. Like, so yes, I am in a hurry to see CM Punk get back. I want more FTR on my television. I want you to start doing better by Darby Allen. Um, all of these things that I can think of, but I just want better for the product. And we got too many people hurt to achieve that. Okay. If we if we look at AEW, this is going to be really quick. If we look at AEW right now, who who do you feel are the four pillars of AEW right now? And throw me an honorable mention while you're at it. As of right now, right today, this second, like today, it's still Max is Max is still one. He's 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 definitely at the top of the of the of the platform. Abs- um, absence makes the heart grow. Uh, go fonder. Go ahead. Jay Cargill. Ooh. Because Jay Cargill is the most homegrown of all the homegrown. You have no footage of her wrestling anywhere other than AEW. Factual. Speaking of which, can we put out an APB on Britt Baker? I'll take that too for for the for the no. AP, for, for, no, for, the, for the APB. <laughs> yeah, for the, I was gonna say for the APB because she done lost that that uh that pillar spot. So you gotta get it up, shot. Um. Let's see. Put now put, it, put her it, it put gets her difficult now. Put her in the sidecar. I'm gonna come back to her in a second. Go ahead though. Okay. Pillars of AEW. We got Jay Cargill. We got Max at the top. Who else we got? Jungle Boy took a huge step. With his promo two when weeks he ago, came back, yeah, yeah, like calling Christian the biggest pussy he's ever seen. I was like, he got bass in his voice and everything. Like, shit, son. 
All he had to do was grow some hair on his face, and I've been like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no jungle buck for you. S- shave them sides, make make them make the mullet look like a mohawk. <laughs> nah, now you now you fuck, now you fucking with his value. You're doing too much. You're doing entirely too much. Give, give him a half moon part at least. <laughs> Please. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that long ass hair and a half moon part? <laughs> That's oh terrible. no! Slick his slick his hair back with a ponytail. That's what you do. Don't do that. That, that that's superstar shit. Go ahead though. <laughs> um, it's difficult. I still want Darby there, but they ain't treating him like that. But he is. I, I'm 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 with you. He that <sighs> he he deserves better, but he definitely is. Keep going. Uh. Stock down to Sammy Guevara. I won't even put him yeah. there. Yeah, him and Darby mm. are riding together in the same car. They are in the same car. One is booked terribly. The other one is just kind of... You got to get the fuck away from Chris Jericho. Like, you got to go ahead and have your program with Chris Jericho where you go over and just leave that shit alone. Now, we know Jericho going to make that shit stretch for six months, and he goes on, he's going to win the final match. All right, well, let me, let me help you with this then. So, we got... Max, we got Jade, we got Darby. Are we putting Sammy Guevara in the car? I don't want to name name. Run down the roster, cause like right I, now I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who's out. driving the car. Okay, wait. So, so hold on. Jack Perry is he is he in there or no? I think he has to be. Okay, I'm gonna tell you who's driving the car that Darby and Jack Perry are in. Okay. Scorpio Sky. Is he a is he a pillar of AEW? Like I don't I don't think he, he's he, he, he's he's in the if he's in the if there if there's a car for mistreatment he's the driver of that bitch. He's the first black champion that they had, one of the first tag team champions, uh, one, one half of the first tag team champions in the company. Uh, he's he's earmarked to be the first person to win a triple crown. Well, actually now there's four belts, so fuck out of here with that 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 notion. Um, could he be the first Grand Slam champion? Definitely. Um, but he he seems to be there for the long haul. He seems to be a company guy. I don't think he should have lost the way that he did to Wardlow. In fact, I don't even think they should have fed him to Wardlow. I think Scorpio Scott should still be the television champion, but he's not. And he's already had what two two reigns as the TNT champion. Yes. So, how can you not put him as a pillar when they when they've given him all these accolades, only for us to notice how bad they're treating him? You, see, you feel what I'm you, see, you feel where I'm coming from? Because he's a day oneer. I do. He ain't homegrown. He's he's a veteran, multi year veteran, multi decade veteran. So I, I so I I will take him now on the side card. This is the reason why I wanted to know that is I would love to see if turned loose and executed properly on some work shoot type shit, especially with Max at the helm, a pillars faction. I think eventually at some point you you probably should get that. Um, and every one of them gets belts. And in fact, I would dare say they don't join the faction until they get their belts. 
I think you got to leave one of them out. Without like a- one of the one of the pillars should not be a part of the group because those pillars need somebody to 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 fight. That makes sense. Darby, take Darby out. Cool. I I how do I I don't see Max getting along with them though. I no I take that back. I see Max pimping the other two. Cool. The other three. <laughs> I'm about to say, like he's he's an asshole. Like he's. He I mean, I get that. I'm, I, I'm saying that, but he's such an asshole that he just he belongs by himself. I take that back. Wardlow's a fucking pillar. Why am I tripping? That's jet lag talking. Yeah, there you go. I I I don't know how I brought him up in conversation and. <laughs> So even if you if we left everybody we just named, so we'll say uh Jay Cargill, Britt Baker, uh uh Wardlow, Jack Perry, YFN Darby, Max, and Scorpio Sky. That's seven people. That's a good enough faction. Like you don't even have to have them all on TV at the same time. They just know they represent the same clique. Similar to, similar to something like, you know, like Chaos. Similar to something like old Bullet Club, you know. They represent they represent the pillars and they are a unit. And every so ever so often, just like the, the proper seasoning on the on a on a on a nice steak or some jerk chicken, you break out the good shit every now and then. Right. But you don't have to see them on TV as a total unit every week. That shit's beat. Don't be a total unit every week. That's the moral of that story. <laughs> moral of the story. Don't be a total unit every week. And speaking of total unit every week, let me turn this music down real quick. This is this is where shit gets a little interesting. There has been some uh, some activity that has made its rounds around over, over the internet that uh, indirectly affects Suave and I and we've been party to similar situations but not quite this egregious right i'm going to play you some audio from a it's like apparently it was an album release party for Wiz Khalifa if you don't if you haven't heard this check this out i ain't gonna lie the fact that you told me it's, a, it's an album release party kind of is got it's gonna put a slant on how i feel about this well, and I don't know that to be true. I'm using context clues here, so here it is gotcha. for you. Mind you, Wiz is practicing in MMA, so that that uh, that's kind of that's funny to me. He's practicing MMA. Oh yeah, like yeah, Wiz been training like for real, for real. It's fucking. It's tragic. I mean, and I mean, like don't don't let the records that you know don't let the Fast and the Furious record change your mind on who this guy is. Like Wiz from Pittsburgh. Okay. You know how Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is pretty gutter. I know I know a couple of cats from Pittsburgh. It's pretty damn gutter. But I'm not about to sit here. A, I'm not about to sit here and big up somebody for their level of gangsterism in a, in a small ass town like that. B, no, I'm, I'm just saying you have to you have to have be conditioned to either handle yourself or stay in the house. It's, it's not yeah. me putting any stripes or anything on, on gangster activity or gangster shit. None of that because like you know. That don't really pan out well for everybody. <laughs> this is but, a fact. But you would figure, okay, you've been around enough artists. You know some artists that are like always running from the confrontation, the ones that are always running to the confrontation, or the one who ain't running from shit. I know a lot more than ain't running from shit. The ones that are running to the confrontation, or the ones that are running away from the confrontation. Exactly. 
So he just put that in the air. Like, if you wanted to go here, I'm cool. Well, well, let, let, let's go through the whole video. So here, or the, whole, the whole audio. So one second. Yes, nigga, if you want to fight, nigga, we can do it. Y'all niggas suck. Don't hug me, bitch. Y'all niggas suck. Play my new shit, nigga. Play it. Play badass bitches. Y'all are horrible DJs. Now, I came here tonight to promote for y'all and have a good-ass time and have a great time. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to sit here and let these hoe-ass niggas... This shit is acceptable. I'm a real ass nigga, dog. My album just came out today. My album just came out today. Play my new shit, dog. I want some bad. Get out the way. I don't like you, dog. I want some bad. Let me let me let's start with the most obvious thing here. All right. I, I'm going to take you back a couple years, I don't, and year the time's gotten away from both of us. So please pardon me when I say a couple of years. I, I, it could be a few. It could be five. I remember one <laughs> Jermaine Dupree rendering DJs powerless in the promotions game by basically saying that they have no weight, they carry no weight, and I'm paraphrasing that. As a DJ who has carved quite a path over the last 20 years, plus of uh, promoting records, shouts out to Headcrack, shouts out to Tan Spot, Black Spot, shouts out to uh, Big Money Jerome from uh, from Priority. I, I, like there's a, there are a lot of people who are responsible for me getting my hands on a lot of music to promote Delano Washington. Um, and then also getting my own accounts to promote songs that you may or may not know. I had a huge hand in you hearing if you were in certain parts of the country, not cap. That doesn't come without me having some kind of weight and where I know where I was at as a DJ. And I mean, I remember there like twelve. There was a a record pool, twelve hundred squad, which was founded by Cornerstone. Cornerstone used to be the DJ magazine. It was a quarterly magazine that included a mixtape from a top-notch DJ every quarter. It was sent to uh, radio stations, clubs, th you name it. it. I mean, it, you you could get your hands on the Cornerstone, and it wasn't. It was some exclusive shit, and that it got that name for a reason. The DJ is a Cornerstone. It was a magazine for DJs about DJs and DJ culture as it relates to music to help tastemakers get their hands on certain items or to be to keep a pulse of what tastemakers have and things of that nature, that nature if you didn't consider yourself or, or work in the space to be a tastemaker. And over the years, because of physical mediums becoming virtually non-existent, things like new media, i.e. digital marketing, became the the way to promote so you had things like email blasts uh, you know digital record pools subscription services uh streaming services and now although not powerless 
they're just a lot less effective going hand to hand when you have the ability to increase your social media presence and or uh, your viability based on the activity that you have online. Mm -hmm. That said, Suave, you have an album coming out. I'm on the album. I have a venue that I'm performing. I'm performing at. And I don't have the album because it had to go through you and your chain of command to get the uh, the proper clearances done to make sure that it's ready for human consumption. Right. A.K.A. Uh, generating revenue. Whatever the case may be, even this, this right. even even this for Sonic appro- or Sonic appro- approval. Right. What's the best way? For me as a DJ to have your album that I'm on. I'm a physical M- MP3 files. Sure. How would I get those? Directly from me. Directly from you. What a fucking concept. Hey, dickhead. Wiz Khalifa. If you wanted the DJ to have your album at an album release party, the only thing you needed to do was forge a relationship and get that man your fucking music. Now, okay. Now, as an artist, I'm going to say this. If we're operating under the assumption that it's an album release party, and whether you have a relationship with that DJ or not, or whether someone on your team established a relationship with that DJ or not. This is a digital release. So it's it's available on all streaming platforms, which is like it's become such a, a catchphrase that everybody uses it. Available on all DSPs. Meaning this DJ with this Apple MacBook laptop looking so pretty perched up on its laptop stand with access to the internet can get this album in order to play it out loud. Now, I completely agree with what you're saying. For better results and for the DJ to take a personal interest, because that's what what it's about. Come on, man. It's about the DJ taking a personal interest in the music you send them as well as you as a person. That's how you get club DJs to play records. That or flat out paying you. Which we won't go there. We won't go. We we can't. We can't go. Okay. There. Okay. We won't. We won't open the casket of payola. But okay, if everything's organic, farm to table. That's what farm to table. Now Wiz is still a major. Wiz has a team. The Wiz is not doing this shit solo, major label or not. At this stage of the game, Wiz is not handling his own shit. None of it. He's just showing up. He roll. He show up, roll up, and roll out. I dare, I dare say, Wiz is legend status at this point. I have no reason to argue with it. Like you know, look at his, look at his resume for real. I know a lot of people. It, it makes it a lot easier to say fuck Wiz Khalifa when he ain't been doing music. But again, look at his resume. Look at, look at how many you know Billboard charts. And I know we typically don't give a fuck about Billboard, but. That type of shit factors into how much you can charge to go to somebody's venue. Man. 
Like, bitch, I'm on here, I'm on here, I got this, I got that, I have this placement, this placement. I'm not doing a walkthrough for less than six figures. That's what that is. That's what artists use that for. And he's not a he's not a stupid man either. He knew not, that he, not in the least. He knew this type of situation was going to elevate eyes on him. The and fact because, that, <laughs> I was gonna say, and because I know he's not stupid, I also call the severity of this confrontation into question. Talk to me. <laughs> it's like, damn, how can I how can I kick up some dust for an album release? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before before you go there, back onto the DSPs. One DSP yes. in particular for a DJ to have access to this, uh, if you don't want to forge that relationship, is title. If he released it on all DSPs. Title is the one that all artists should want to go for because they pay the most per uh, per spin. All facts. Number two, they have the highest quality uh, of of music, not just MP3s. They also have CD quality waveforms on their profile, on, on their platform. If you pay for that, but even facts. but even paying for the student version or the nine ninety nine subscription, you have access to the majority 95 percent of the title catalog to uh to use a on your phone's great playlist and b use those playlists uh on uh your laptop for serato the only and, dsp and that allows you to stream from serato in real time and yes you have to have internet to do that in a, in a place like that if you title, are a dj us a check. if you are a dj of any sort and you are prepared for the worst you would have a phone with hotspot on it in the event that your venue did not have wi-fi and as I do, as I have too, and then shout out. Well, Apple Music's trying to catch up. They they're offering like um, lossless Apple Master type stuff. So they're trying to close that gap. But everything you said about title is absolutely correct. They they should be sending us some type of care package or some shit. But um, but you know they're worse than Apple. Other than paying their artists, they, they ain't gonna give you shit. <laughs> but go right, ahead, <laughs> right? Like that's just wishful thinking. But. In that situation, if it's an album release party and I'm on the flyer, then obviously, when you came to work that night, you knew you were going to need some Wiz Khalifa in rotation. Look, if you knew the shit more than 24 hours in advance, you would have made a fucking Wiz Khalifa playlist. But if you didn't and know, every so often, you know, every so often, while you while you DJ in the club, you switch back over and play a classic. Switch back over, play another classic. Switch back over, play another classic. Soon as midnight hit, you start playing a new album. And even if you didn't know and you fucked around and found out, go back and listen to about the last four or five minutes of what we just talked about. We got that for you. But again, but but the disrespect, I don't say but. The disrespect. I get the. Okay, go ahead. That was handed out verbally. That DJ didn't deserve that. How do we know that? But again, here. You don't ever see the slap that leads to the gunshot. Yeah, I was going to say, so here, here we go. Here we go going back yeah, into the same just, car again. Here's the thing. Yeah, just cause just cause this motherfucker got got his got dressed down in about forty five seconds worth of video, and you want to make Wiz Khalifa the the villain in that because that's all you saw. You don't know what the exchange was between those two people before the beforehand. Got to that yeah, point. yeah. You're talking about <laughs> you're talking about a person who literally smokes weed every day. He has a strain named after him. That man smokes more weed than he consumes food. And it looks he looks like that too by in his weight. But go ahead. 
I mean, look, man, I'm not finna look. I'm not. That's finna not a. That's not a. That's not a diss record. I mean, hell, I mean, the motherfucker skinny as hell. He frail. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not calling. I'm not calling him weak. Yeah, he's Montez Ford version one. Goddamn. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't know what happened before that shit went left. That's number one. Number two, what did we talk about at the beginning of this episode? Staffing has issues in the service industry. Uh, being a DJ is a part of the service industry. Okay, how you fucking want to... You can add some other shit onto it, but first and foremost, it's a, ser- it's a service industry job because you are servicing crowds. You are servicing venues. There's always going to be Wi-Fi in a club. You know why? Because all of the fucking POS scanners in that venue to pay for the shit that you get from behind the bar is set up electronically. No one's using old school till cash registers like you hear us hitting these triggers. No one's doing that. So there's always (laughs) Wi-Fi available. And like you say, as DJs, as we know, keep that phone, keep it charged, make it a hotspot if shit just happens to go left for any reason fuck that i tell you what i did shouts out to young thor i had wi-fi in the building i was in i also had 5g plus on one of my phones you know what i did i said fuck the wi-fi in the building i use that as backfall i used the 5g plus and i was straight facts because i don't know how many people are tethered <laughs> to this wi-fi or if your your network is secure but, but, I, but i know this phone ain't getting nobody's work but mine that part so and it's at 100 percent and it's 100 percent fuck you mean my shit gonna stay plugged to the charger the whole fucking time we out here matter or i charge this bitch in the laptop so it's synced look we gonna figure we know how to do this shit man but you don't know how if it's a if it's an album release party and wiz khalifa is there expecting to promote his album and you as a dj are not making that happen over the course of the night because you know Wiz Khalifa is not staying in or at that venue until the fucking lights come on. You know why? Because he probably has another club on the other side of town to do the same shit. Mm. No artist stays at one fucking venue when you're out when in the midst of a rollout. Unless There's too many DJs. Unless it's the only venue in the area. Which by by looking at that venue, I would probably say that venue is in Florida somewhere. Okay, so you know Florida is literally littered with nightclubs. The entire state, I-95, I-75. <laughs> so he so he really, truly might be on a fucking schedule where it's like, okay, I stay here till 1030, you know, do a walkthrough, do whatever, play a couple records. Now I'm here at 11. Now 1245, I got to be here. 130, I got to be here. And I'm, you know, right at the end of the club or I'm hitting fucking strip club that don't close till five and I'm going to be there for the rest of the night. Man. So all of these factors are coming into play, which would lead someone to be pretty fucking upset because at the end of the day, if you're playing with my fucking records, you're playing with my money. Playing with my money, fam. So anybody would be upset if somebody was fucking with your money being an asshole. Because, okay, respect especially in the music industry when you're on the on the ground level when you're dealing with just the artist just the dj because i know better and i've done both jobs i have a i have a level of respect there are some people who become the dj 
and their particular view on life becomes distorted because they have control. <laughs> Do you realize how powerful a DJ can be if a DJ decides to stop the music until he gets his way? Ain't shit in that venue moving. You DJ a venue and your money don't look right and you decide to just hit the motherfucking break button and the music goes and you ain't playing another stitch till you get your money, guess what? Somebody either gonna pay you or we often to be in this bitch looking at the floor. I've never had to do this before. And I'm interested to see if anybody's ever done this on purpose. Okay. But the easiest way to clear a venue out is to turn your volume all the way up and unplug a sound source. Ooh. Let that sit for a second. Ooh. That. <laughs> Ooh. Like it sound like you blew a fucking amp. And yeah, it'll be like the night's over. And, and look. <laughs> real time is not real time in a club venue when anything goes on with the sound system or the DJ equipment. Two minutes feels like 20. The clock counts backwards. My God, today. So, all that being said, the respect level, we, you know, we have to respect one another. You have a job to do. I have a job to do. And if, if, we're, if we have matching vibes, we can do this job together and have a little fun at the same time. The like, you getting paid at the end of the night. I got paid before I got here. If me and you work in tandem, guess what? We're going to have a whole bunch more fun. And I'm going to make sure you, you go home with a little bit more than you were supposed to. But that's me. If now here's the here's the other side of it. I'm from we are we are of the D, in the DFW uh, sphere of entertainment for good, bad, and different. I won't get into my feelings on how that shit goes. However, here's an anecdote from what goes on in these streets. Couple years back, don't remember how many because I've been at the game, that particular game for a while. But at if, one if, point if this, in this if, city, if this if this is what you're talking, what I think you're talking about. The numbers you're looking for are three, five, and seven, and they all make sense. If you do your math, think about three, five, and seven, but go ahead. So there was this thing going on because the DJs in this city had, this was in the beginning of DJs in this city assuming a gatekeeper role. Like, because we, we had during, especially oh, during the, the boogie movement, oh, we had so a lot this, of, you're talking like, oh shit, this is like 04 yeah. through like 07, 08. Yeah. So the boogie movement part of it where like DJs were literally going to the hood, picking kids out. They were recording a record and they gave it straight to that DJ and that DJ went and got the money with it. And then, you know. The couple teenagers, they would get some shows, but you're going to blow that money eventually. Mm -hmm. You done made 50 grand over the course of a year doing five five bands a piece. But, you know, you got to give him his 20% because now he's your manager too. And, and on top of that, he bought you a chain that you got to repay. That part. And without him, you get no radio play. No one knows who the song... Well, no one knows the song, so you can't go perform. So news, he's news, necessary. Newsflash, he's doing mix show on both stations. Ding. So, <laughs> no, but at, that's where the gatekeeper gene started to develop. It got worse, it got worse, and then motherfuckers actually started playing gatekeeper like they were the ones. They played gatekeeper like they had Funk Flex influence. Boy. But 
there was a more aggressive iteration of artists after us. Cause see, we I have some stories that I could tell that would be it wouldn't shock anyone, but it would shock some people. For another show, and I got I got some smoke for you on that too. But go ahead, not not for this show, but I'll, I'll tell you about it. But go ahead. Absolutely. So some of these younger artists that were out, you know, trying to ply their craft, trying to get on all of these different things, they would go approach these DJs, and these DJs would give them attitude like, "I ain't finna do this," or "You go, you know, pay, pay to play is just some shit. Like you just have to accept it. Like that's it, it's." Don't look at it as pay to play. Look at it as I'm spending, this is my advertising budget. It's just, we've gotten to that point. But when things were not proceeding in the way that these artists felt were um, satisfactory to them, they were slamming laptops shut in the middle of club sets. You know what happens to a laptop when you slam it shut, right? Oh, man. Back then, the, the hard drive had moving parts. The hard drive has moving parts. The your screen, screen is fragile. Your screen, your, your screen is not protected. And look, that's that's the, the other side of it. But just what happens to the... What does a laptop do when you just close it? Like, you're on a MacBook it right now. It, it shuts down. It shuts down. It goes to sleep. And remember what we said about how time moves backwards? when you have to reset up some shit dealing with a sound system, just the fact that you have to open this laptop, re-sign in, and go back to what you were doing. And hope your external hard drive wasn't the one that was reading when that happened. And because hope the fucking screen's not cracked. It's It takes a whole lot of time. Mm, and mm, if mm. you're one of those people that where the chair slides back and the person in it stands, stands up, up Slamming that laptop has just opened the door to a completely different confrontation. Now, <laughs> usually starting them is, with them fighting words. Like, say, man, what the fuck you doing? Is usually how that conversation starts. If you get any words out of me, period. <laughs> I've never had my laptop slammed, but I'm of a different. The, the fact, I, I handle people. I handle people differently. I I respect people enough to tell them up front. If you gonna walk up on me with a record at one o'clock in the morning, be prepared to drop out. Because I'm not about to break from regularly scheduled programming to be a tester for you. <laughs> Especially when I don't know you. I don't know you. Now, if I know you, yeah, I've done it. If I know you or, you know, I can pick your face out of a crowd. We've had interaction other than just right now. I'll make an exception. I've had motherfuckers. Shout out to D. Gully. I had a I had, D. Gully left the studio with some shit and brought it to me right then mm. and I play the shit on the spot just because I know who he is there's we, we, the relationship know, we have a rapport the, we, yeah, we, the, yes there's a rapport yeah. uh, forged there you go there's a rapport but I also know if he was on a tour you know if we're in a major club venue that wasn't a cl major club venue it was more like a it was something else but um, in a major club venue, I just look, bro. DJs got DJs got to stop being so sensitive. But artists got to be better. Like it's not. There's no. There's no one blame for for me, and that's because I've done both jobs. But I can't sit up and I can't blame Wiz Khalifa 
when I don't know what happened in totality. That, that, that's, there's that, multiple DJs up there. That's exactly what I was going to say. If what we saw was what it was, then the boy fuck yous are in mass. However, there are too many people in that venue and one too many DJs on that stage for one person to get that upset and say, you y'all suck with nothing coming before it that is my whole point you don't see the you don't see the slap that led to the gunshots that is that's one of my favorite 50 cent quotes that has nothing to do with rap so i will i will to my dying day if i ever say anything disrespectful towards the dj i'm a vulture I, I, I misrepresented everything that I stand for and have stood for since 1985. So that 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 you won't you won't get that out of me. Now there now, are certain individual DJs there there are certain individual DJs that that can get the, that can get my foot up their ass on the real. But this, but I, I choose not to talk about them because negative press is the best form of free advertisement game. This, this is true. If it's a DJ I don't fuck with and they at a venue I'm not going. And, and if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. So don't don't attempt to try to fuck with me. Male or female, don't matter. Because I've, I've had both in that situation. All over the country. From here to Milwaukee. All points in between. Cleveland, Ohio as well. But I digress. Don't, don't go so out of your way to vilify Wiz. And I, there's a lot of people who've said things like, you know, about how they feel about the situation, but not one of them has given you the objective point of view that 12 myself have, pre- have presented in front of you. Not one. I've, I've heard numerous comments, numerous play by plays. Not one person has given credence to the fact that that one minute and nine second segment of an entire night explains the dichotomy of what actually happened because it doesn't just think about the person in question when have you ever seen Wiz Khalifa angry (laughs) ever when have you ever seen him angry and that's why I brought up the thing about this man smokes multiple strains daily confrontation ain't his thing this motherfucker's a hippie he's Snoop Jr Okay, how much different is this situation if it's Snoop Dogg instead of instead of Wiz Khalifa going off on some couple DJs? For me and you, it's the exact same. For me and you, but this but this this uh this tidal wave, uh, shout out to title. If this <laughs> tidal wave of DJs on social media trying to cancel Wiz Khalifa, like first of all, oh, oh Snoop, you, Snoop a fool. If this is the case, oh is that Snoop crazy? Oh Snoop a fool. You see uh, what Snoop man, did? Damn, Snoop. So, <laughs> what they uh, what they do to piss off Unk? Big Unk, uh, yeah, big big Unk outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it. There's a different vibe, and then you're trying to cancel air quotes cancel Wiz Khalifa. Like this motherfucker made the money already. Like what are you canceling? What the fuck are you canceling on Wiz? Like I get it. His you cable wanna, subscription. You, he probably did, he probably did that anyway. His DVR cloud add-on. Like what are you doing? <laughs> His plus but access that, but, on Hulu. But that's that shit. You have. I respect the DJ. Let me make that perfectly clear. I've done the job, so I respect 
the work that goes into it. Even if you're just air quotes, a music programmer at a club, I get it. I respect the DJ, but that shit has to go both ways. Regardless of what level the artist is on, regardless of how much that artist is made, regardless of how long that artist is going to be in the venue. When there is a business transaction taking place between some form of representation from the artist and you as the DJ, you have the responsibility of doing good business at all times. Period. Because the money that is changing hands is real money. Real money that is tied to that artist and their invoice. The, the recoupables that they have to pay back in order to actually start making money and feeding their family and actually coming out of music industry debt is all tied to these venues when they show up for these promotional spots and these walkthroughs. So if you're not doing your job, you are directly affecting my income. <laughs> Meaning you are taking food off of my table. There's no other way you can phrase it. That's what it is. If you're taking food away from my children, it is I'm a, on, it is a I'm problem. I'm on your ass like 12 o'clock. Fuck you. Show BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. That's at BrokenPistolBC on all things social. At BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Thing. Uh, with the shit, you can't write this. Fuck the casual fan, broken pencil logic. Uh, mark my words and my personal favorite out of all these, Mr. Ron Murray. Price just went up. Price just went up. On your funky ass. We will catch you, Lord willing, in a week with uh, with some more shit. We we got we we have to do this tournament for him. We have to. Yeah, we we finna get. We finna get back in this tournament bag, like we are. Yeah, it, like, it, it, I, I think I think we might go on a run of tournaments just to break up the monotony. We don't have another pay per view until uh, what's the September joint for AEW? You know what I'm talking all about out. all out. Thank you. Damn, I'm thinking double uh -huh. nothing, but <laughs> yeah, all all outs coming up. So we'll we'll that, definitely that that happened already. Yeah, I, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll come back for something on that. If something's groundbreaking, by all means, you'll hear from us. But yeah, get ready for some tournaments, man, because we about to get outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. What up, Tony Snow? I man, shit, uh, Suave. Yo, take him to the house. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down.